0: Remember the verse in Ephesians 5, verse 25? It says this. Don't forget this verse, gentlemen. And wives, as we go through this today, just just realize that as the weeks progress, we'll talk about the wife as well, and the women, and what happens in the home, and and, um, even if you're single, or if you um, are divorced, or if you're looking for a mate, all these things are things that God's Word speaks to us that we need to make sure we take care of relationships, that things that help us grow, and to make sure we can share with the next generation, those maybe that you're teaching. So it says here in Ephesians 5.25, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. We talked about last week how much we're supposed to love our wives and how much the Lord wants us gentlemen to be able to do that. And so this week, as we progress and talk about loving the wife, Um, This time we're going to talk about intimacy and expectations. Everybody here has expectations. Um, Back when I was first dating my wife, matter of fact, even before that, like when I first just came in town and I was with my brother, and some of you know the story where we were there on the softball field, he's the coach of the girls' softball team at church. And so there are all the girls out there playing softball. What a great place, right? they are all the girls at the church on the softball field. And so, I mean, what guy wouldn't go to the softball game, right? And so you go to the game. I mean, you're there at the game. And so, you know, you're just there to support the church. Good job, church. Way to go, everybody. And so way to go, way to go. All right. And so I'm like, well, what do you think, brother? I said, before I came down, because I was transferring schools, I go, "Uh, do you know any girls? And he goes, do I know girls. I got a whole team of them. And so he, he goes, I said, well, which one do you think I might like? He goes, man, i tell you what. He said, I got that shortstop or third base over there in that right fielder. Um, and uh, I said, well, that, that pitcher, she's pretty, pretty too. He goes, that's mine. So i uh, oh, 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 I know not want to overstep the bounds there. I'm sorry about that. And so um, anyway, I said, well, that right fielder sure is beautiful out there catching that ball or whatever she's doing, They're chasing butterflies, whatever she's doing. And so that was 35 years ago. And um, here she is today, mama, right here, right? Isn't that crazy? That's crazy, right? Yeah. And so, anyway, the, my brother gave me some keys and went out for our first date. Remember the first date? I think it was Daniel's, right? And we were sitting there enjoying little chips and salsa. It used to be down there on University in 30 down there. And, and as I leaned down in my soda to kind of get a quick chip, the the the... the <laughs> you know the story, right? The straw went up my nose, right? And so, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how embarrassing. So I lift it up and it stayed in. I was like, oh my gosh, it's all me. I mean, the things you do, right, on your first date, all right? What happened on your first date? Remember your very, very first date and why you went on your first date and, and how things were and how you, you know, how, how uh, all that chivalry, you know, you just wanted to go out there and open the door for her and, and you wanted to make sure, oh, you brought her something and, and you, you kind of just lean over and And then things like that, you know. And, and so remember back at those things and how, yeah, you're laughing because that's it's how it works. And so we had a great time. So me and my brother got together, and we decided, you know, hey, we're going to, we're going to work this thing, right? Hey, have you ever worked something pretty good? Everybody worked something? And, and girls, you know, you don't, we don't do this, but yeah, we do. We work in it. We're working it. So he goes, okay, let's invite, let's invite them over for dinner. I went, what a great idea. What a great idea. And so we got things together and we cooked a meal and then we got some cheesecake with the little strawberry so put it on top of the strawberry, you know, and we invited them over for dinner in the apartment. And so they came over and we were treating them like royalty. I mean, oh, darling, what do you, oh, I, oh, yes, how many, how many, how many, oh, you want four people. There you go, precious. And what, what else do you want? And, oh, and, just, and just loving on her and just wooing her, pursuing her, chasing her and all that good stuff. Well, I'm wondering, 35 years later, am I still going to, uh, oh, darling, how's your iced tea? How many cubes do you want? Or do I say, well, I told her 35 years ago I loved her. And if it changes, I told her I'd tell her. How far have you got from those dating courting days? I remember back when I was like real young, walking around my dad's church, and this guy goes, hey. Hey. You've been sparking? I said, sparking? What are you talking about? You've been sparking? I went, what? That's Dayton, a fair Kentucky talk. I said, you've been sparking? <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, you mean like date the girl? Oh. Well, it's amazing how things at times, over time, sometimes have changed. And how our, because I know we have kids and the things at the school and different things. And so As we look at this today, I want us to realize that intimacy and expectations are part, or should be part of our everyday life. Um, Intimacy. What is intimacy? And we have our kids with us today, so um, I had some things I was going to read from the Song of Solomon. Have you ever read the Song of Solomon, eight chapters? We won't read so many of those things, that'll be your assignment to read (laughs) by yourself, and you can explain those things. Um, even in the Jewish community in different places, they don't supposed to read that to a certain age, so um, the young kids can't read that book right now. <laughs> so Anyway, isn't that, that wonderful God's Word has everything about life. Everything. Matter of fact, he realizes today that some of you are desperate, and that you desperately need even intimacy. Now, you know, when you think of intimacy, you, write, you, know, you always write it, go all the way over there to the marriage bed and different things, but in all reality, really, intimacy is proximity plus shared interests plus communication. That's really intimacy. So, proximity. Some of us, um, we take separate cars. I mean, for years, when we go to church, what do we do? Take separate cars. Because on the way to church, I mean, you're just having the discussions. And then you didn't want to get there and come out of the car and you like, oh, how you doing? Everything's good. No, I mean, so, but the thing is proximity. There's something about taking your wife or your girlfriend with you to everything you do. Proximity. Then there's shared interest. I mean, I've seen husband-wise, and we're trying to get better at this. I mean, because there's certain things I like to do that she doesn't like to do. I mean, who wants to walk through Cabela's? She's like, that's like the bornest thing in the world, you know? And, and, well, yeah, but she's like, forget that. That's like, like the last thing on her like, Go to Cabela's? What is that? You know? And, and, and I'm like, go to Sally's produce Supply? Why do I want to go there? I mean, that's like the worst place in the world. I mean, like, what is this place? You know, like, why do I need that? Right? I mean, I ain't got nothing anyway. I mean, what, what do I need? You know, I don't need that place, you know. And, and, and so what you got to start, we're starting to figure out is, as the kids have left the nest, that it's just me and her. And so we sit around in the house going, who's that lady over there? Right, right. You go, who is that? 35 years later, and there's no kids. Well, guess what? If you're still got married with children, and you know you're going through the—I mean, it's been school time, right? Getting the clothes, getting the lunches, getting the things, meeting the teacher, da 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 da, and you're busy, 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 busy. I love you, honey. Bye. Da da goes, you know, and then you come back together and sleep all over again. Löi- lö- 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 lö. And 35 years later, you go, who's that lady in my house? Yeah. So I'm wondering, um, does God? word has something to say about intimacy and about expectations? Because, I mean, who here has expectations? Everybody does. I mean, I do. Like the other day, I got home, took a shower, it was a long day. Um, I was there in the bedroom, the family was going, it was all cool, and I'm thinking, the wife's in there, and no one's home. I'm thinking, this is awesome. What a great mixture. No one's home. We're here and she's gonna wash the little house on the prairie. And I'm thinking, she's gonna figure it out. She's gonna figure it out that I'm in the other room and I'm waiting on her. She never figured it out. And I'm sitting there with my expectation, expectation that she's gonna come. Never came. Five minutes, ten minutes, half an hour. She went on to show number two. Show number two. I'm right. like. Right? You know the funny thing, guys? She can't hear your mind. <laughs> she can't hear your mind. Maybe. You have some unrealistic expectations. Maybe you're like, you know, don't think I can do any of that. But proximity plus shared interest plus communication. You know, I've heard of couples going out and playing golf together. You know, they have, you know, they have his name on one side and her name on the other on the golf cart. You know, she do not want to play golf from way on the moon. She doesn't care for golf but they're loving off together. Why? Because they're sharing life together. Isn't that why you got married? Just thinking. I know. Things happen. There's a breakdown, and I, and I get that, understand. Well, Solomon, in the book of Song of Solomon, um, I believe he wrote that. I mean, only, he only wrote 1,005 songs. 1,005. That's what it says in Kings. And so I'm like, wow, that's a lot of songs. And so this one here, um, have you ever read that? I mean, in there, it's, it's almost like, you know, and there's some different ways to look at it, but it's almost like um, the one that he's chasing after, because he had a harem this time in, in his life when he's writing the book. I believe it's, he only had 180 in his harem. So um, later on he had 1,000 in his harem. So I'm thinking, why in the world? I don't, even, I don't know how that works out. I mean, a thousand, I mean, wow. I mean, yeah, anyway, so here he is. Um, he's writing this, and so we're not sure exactly what transpired as far as was he chasing a one in the, in the harem or what, but there's this. evidently there's this, this one that he really, 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 really loved, and he was um, uh, saying some things, talking to her, a conversation, which is good to have, and so he's sitting there talking with her, chasing her, and she's almost like she's now going back to the harem with all the other girls. I don't know how girls do. I'm sure that's how y'all do. And they, they get together and they start talking about things. You know, how, you know how ladies are talking. They're like, oh. And so she starts mentioning some things, saying some things. And so Solomon has things to say. She has things to say. And they're kind of going back and forth, back and forth, writing this dialogue to each other. And um, almost as if he's really chasing her. Because, you know, word says... When you find a wife, you found a good thing. Yeah. And it also says in Genesis 2 that it's not good for man to be alone. Right? And it's okay if you don't want to marry, and that's fine. That's great. I mean, you can do more for the gospel. There's ladies across the world that are doing things with, I mean, it's, it's great. Um, that's a great choice. But those who decide to marry then this intimacy and expectations is going to become real. It is going to become real because they are expecting things. I'm expecting things. And so, you know, the thing we found out in our marriage is you have to talk about it. You got to sit down and talk about it. Wow, that takes time. Wow, that really takes time of my day to sit down and talk with the one that I've chosen. And so many times we don't do that. We don't sit down and talk. King Solomon calls her darling. What do you call your bride? Do you call her darling? Her dad always called mama darling. And then, of course, he called it the beloved. Well, let's read just a portion there a little bit. Here is the girl talking about the one that she loves, she says in Solomon, Song of Solomon 5:10, it says, "My beloved one is tanned and handsome, better than ten thousand others. His head is pure gold; he has his hairs wavy raven hair." I mean, can you imagine, ladies, if you spoke these kind of words to your husband? Can you imagine? Wouldn't it be awesome to be able to say those type of things to your husband? She's sitting there, she says, his eyes are like doves beside the water brooks, deep and quiet. His cheeks are like sweet, uh, sweetly scented beds of spices. And he goes on and on and on. There's something about communicating to the one that you love. I know at times I'll leave her little sticky notes. I haven't done it in months, but I need to start doing it again. I'll just leave a sticky note, you know. Put it on there, I love you. Stick it to her mirror when she gets ready in the morning. Of course, I leave early for work, so she don't see it until she gets up. And it'll stay there for months. I wonder why it stays there for months. I'm thinking, it's just a note. Evidently, okay, guys, I don't know much. Evidently, ladies like love notes. Gilbert, have you found that out? Love notes. I don't know. Fifty-something years of marriage, surely a few love notes in the, in the mix. I mean, right? I mean, so the little "I love you," it didn't go down for months. It finally came down. She's probably wanting another little note, so I made her a little note on the refrigerator. It stayed there for a while, then it came down, but now it's on the top refrigerator. But at least it's still there. <laughs> I got her getting nervous. Well, then Solomon starts talking to her, and it's even more graphic. You have to read that there in Solomon seven, chapter seven, and it's just wonderful. I mean, there's something about letting your wife know how much you love her. When's the last time you sat down? (laughs) This is weird, okay? This is weird. You sit down, you look into her eyes. For five minutes. <laughs> With no intentions of any sort. I looked on folks of the family, they go, try this. like, okay. What am I supposed to do? Because I don't know what I'm doing. Tell me, I need some help. Just get her and just look in her eyes. And then kiss for five minutes. Five minutes. With no intention. How's that work? Uh, you, you do kiss, right? You're like, this is weird. No, it's not, because all I see on TV, all I see on my phone, all I see everywhere. Is worse than that. So, is it okay to do that? Yes. Oh my gosh, God designed it in marriage. <laughs> God designed it in marriage. I got the dear giant, dear Jamie letter from my dad when I was dating the wife. Get married, son. Copy that. He was in Hong Kong. Get married, son. Copy that. Nine months later, got married. Right? Dads know some things, just a few things, not very much. Until you had your first son, and then you're like, "They're like, my gosh, Dad knew what was going on." Right? They don't know what. Oh my gosh! It's okay to look in her eyes for five minutes. It's okay to hold her hand walking around. You know what? She loves it. God designed it. I remember back years ago, me and Richard used to teach a class. Remember those ratty old boys we taught, remember, years ago? We sat out and were, All right, boys, this dating thing. We were talking about dating. And we talked about and, and Richard said, you know what, guys, let's just face it. He goes, I'm just saying that's what he said. Guys and gals are meant to connect. I went, whoa. I'm a, good point. Amen. That's the way God designed it. I think, right? Yeah. That's it so, love your wife like Christ loves the church. Matter of fact, the book of Song of Solomon, you can almost parallel it between Christ and the church. He so loves the church. He so loves you. So loves you. I mean, the Hebrew language has stuff in there talking about mouth to mouth. I mean, it's like, that's, his, that's how intimate he wants to be with you. That sounds weird. In today's cycle, we distorted it. We've distorted what God's made pure. When we get on the other side, we'll see how pure it is. When you look at him, everything melts away. Everything melts away. So you may be unaware of your expectations. Let me give you an example. When you first get married, my son, he's got married a couple years back. He goes, Dad, he goes, it was Christmas time. And so everybody got up and went out to the family. And we got up, and all of a sudden, okay, it's Christmas, go. Everybody was over the present, and they were done in five minutes. I was like, he goes, it was like the worst thing ever. He goes, five minutes, five minutes, took five minutes. He goes, no, 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 that's not how you do it. You get one present, and you go, what'd you get? And they go, oh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, thank you, they get, hugs, And that's one. The next person, what's your present? It takes hours. He goes, didn't understand what Christmas, I see expectations. Maybe you didn't know, right? Or you give unrealistic expectations, or they're unspoken. We've talked about that, so be aware, be reasonable, and communicate. Because if you don't, here's what happens: one option is you leave. Is that good? Uh, no. Because if that, if I'm not being met, then guess what? One option is I'm leaving. I'm done. Right? That's an option. I don't think it's a good option, but it's an option. Number two is, well, then maybe someone's going to conquer. Like, all right, I, I, she's she going to do it. She'll do it, but she really didn't want to, so, but I conquered it. Ah! Now, that ain't no good either, because really, that's not really good. Intimacy. Or, I just give in, whatever. I'll do it anyway. That's not really. The real main thing is, if you have a match. I talked about that last week. Have a, you have a dual match of, I want to bless her so much. No, I don't bless you so much. You have a fight over who's going to bless who. No, stop. I want to bless you. No, no, no. You stop. I you bless you. No, you, have a, you have a fight about how bad you want to take care of each other. Wouldn't that be crazy? What are y'all fighting about? Uh, I just want to bless her. I want to buy her a purse, take her out for a date, take her away for a vacation and she doesn't want to go because she wants me to go out and make sure I can take care of this and I'm like, oh my gosh. No, no, no. I want you to do that. Right? Can you imagine having that kind of fight? I can't imagine either. It's real life, right? I think that might be the option it's supposed to be. You're trying to outdo the other one by blessing them. But you know what gets in the way? Self. I'm selfish. I'm selfish. Are you selfish? I am. So what in the world... What? What does my wife need? She needs affection. She needs hugs, kisses, flowers, texts, gifts, touch, holding hands. Some of your wives are starving for this. I put a little side note. They're starving for you to hold her hand. We just start doing it again. Hold hands again. Some of your wives are dying for it. Conversation. We've talked about that. Communicate with her. Being honest and open. Honey, you know, I just don't like that. Like she continually, I don't know why she does this. It's the total, it's not the total, it's the, it's the toothpaste lid. Okay? It's like, isn't that crazy little thing? It's like, it only goes halfway on. I'm like, ah, oh, I it's got to go all the way. Because if you don't, it may fall off and then fall on the toilet. And I don't want that. I mean, you got to make sure it's all the way on. So it's like, I oh mean, I always say, just one more twist. I need one more. She's like, <laughs> she does it on purpose. She does it on purpose. Because like, we, we have a little small bathroom. She's like right there and right here. I watch her. And, and it's not i I'm like, I blow her her hair. She's like, stop. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'm just loving you, baby. Get it on there, silly, right? But it's not. It's not. Because if Solomon wrote this down and God wanted it in the canon, he wanted it in there. He's letting us know he designed it. Yeah. And then, oh, they like this one too. They like financial support. They like the money. They like they like They like to have money. You know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Guys, get busy and get them some money. I didn't hear any amens. Okay, forget that. Work just a little bit. Just have a little bit of money and then just have Raymond noodles and kisses. That's all you need. That's all you need, baby. You got me, right? (laughs) It's like whatever. (laughs) And, oh, here's a good one. This one here, family commitment. I tell you, it's almost like, if I take and I do something for the boys, like, if I go out there and, and do something with them, I come home, she's like, oh, she goes, you took the boys. And he goes, oh, my God. It's almost like when you do something for the kids, it's like it just turns, it flips a button. I don't know what it is. It's a button flipper. And, and so I, I go to something with the boys, and I come home, I go, honey, I just took the boys out. We had a good time. What do you think? She goes, oh, she goes, oh, she goes, oh, eyes start flipping around. I'm going, oh, I'm going to take, hold on, I'm going to take them out again, hold on. I just took take them out two times. You see that, hold on, that's good. It's like it flips a button. Wives like you to take care of the kids. I didn't say yell at the kids or bark at them, but love on them, spend time with them. And uh, they like that. Now, I read this thing, okay, and we'll finish up with this. I read this thing that said that, that what women really like and want. They want small things to really count. Effort, they call it the E word, effort, do something. They go, just do something. I don't know they're just desperate about like, it, just do something. You know you're going to have homework, right, this week? There's going to be homework. So, and I'll text you and say, hey, what you do this week? Did you doing love notes or text or, hey, what did you all do this week? And if I get silence, mm, oh, that's not good. That's a flat line. That's not good. Something needs to happen. Open the door for her. Rubber feet. She likes that. Listen and take interest. Oh, okay. I'll listen, but taking interest, like, well, honey, I just I, I took my nails off and I changed the color. I'm thinking, yeah, that's nice. But I mean, okay, that's great. But I mean, what? I mean, okay. What, what, uh, yeah. Did you notice they most they most they match my toes? No, but oh oh, oh they oh they do. Oh my gosh. How awesome. Am I really, really, am I really? She knows. She's like, you're faking it. Oh, no, 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 honey. I want you to go right now and do it again. Just a different color. Paint them all a different color. I mean, right? So am I really taking an interest in her? Does that make sense? Do you really care about your mate? Are you really taking interest in her? Or is it like, well, that's just a date and get her and that and that, well, whatever. I don't think so. I think it's called a lifelong commitment. Let me think. When I did my vows, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we did, right? We said, yeah, until death do us right. Okay, so that's a commitment, right? Yeah. Make us a priority. Oh my. Notice the small things. Sometimes we need me time. So she just needs to be by herself. Leave her alone, guys. Oh, here's a good one. They said we like you to take care of your hygiene. Please shower and use some old spice. Goes a long way. that's what they said please take a shower Man, please take a shower good night do something we don't need that but maybe we do they like romance they like to cook for you to cook them dinner (coughs) things from the heart count Mm, 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 mm. well the thing is this Are you really, really, really desperate for change? Do you really, really, really want to love your wife as Christ loves the church? If you really do, then you will chase her. You will love her no matter what. And you'll start today. Let me tell you how you do it. First, you do it like the woman with the issue of blood. There was a crushing crowd, it says there in Luke chapter 8, a crushing crowd, and she made her way to Jesus. Why? She had a problem, and she was going to take care of it no matter what. She was going to get to Jesus. So how bad do you want to love your wife? How bad do you want to make sure she's okay? How bad? Then you have that leprous man. He came and fell at Jesus' feet in Luke 5, and he begged him. I don't know about you, if you had leprosy, wouldn't you want to have... How about those 10 lepers? They were crying out, crying out, crying out in Luke 17. How about the blind man near Jericho? Oh, stop. Is Jesus, come Shh, quiet. Don't bother. Son of God, have mercy on me, right? I mean, he was flat out going to get to Jesus and shout us like, Why? He had a problem. And he wanted help. Hmm. Then Jairus, he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him, come, my daughter's dying. And she died. Can you imagine? You need to desperately pursue Christ and get to his feet and then ask him for help. And then get up, grab your wife, talk with each other. Love each other. If you need some help, we need help. We went to counseling. Go to professional counselors and say, I need help. We did. Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's helped us. Now we guys walk away. Let's go eat. All right, all right. Had another five-minute kissing thing. Let's try it today. That's what it says. I'm sitting. I'm working it, Greg. Working it. God's Word said. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes, he'd like to. But you have to be desperate. Are you desperate for change? Because I'm pretty sure if you do the same thing the same way every day, you get the same result. (laughs) Sounds like my, my place where I work. Right, load the truck, deliver the package, same place. Hey Bill, how you doing? How oh, am you have a good day? See you tomorrow. Da-da-da. Come back the next day. Wow, same boxes are there. Hey Bill, how you doing? Da-da-da. How you doing? Oh, got one left. Wow, whoops, send it again tomorrow. Da-da-da-da. Oh, here we are tomorrow. How you doing, Bill? Hey, so how you doing? Oh, oh it's like a little older. I'll retire in five years. All right, get the same result. If you want change in your marriage, you got to do something. Not tomorrow, today. Ooh, I'm getting a little preachy there. Sorry. Leo does that. He's an evangelist in the house. Just a pastor. Teaching. They say connect 15 minutes a day, emotionally, spiritually, physically. One evening a week, you walk, you date her, you caress with no demands. That's what folks in the family said. Let's give you a little how to do it. One day a quarter, you make time for a special fun playing together without distractions. Wow. One weekend a year, spend time alone together. Take her away, whoosh, off her feet. Woo. Get in the car. Where are we going? Ah, get in the car. That's fun there. We missed a few years ago, but we've done about six, seven years now. We've done it. Just get in the car. Where are we going? Starbucks first, get your favorite coffee. You good? Yeah. Let's get on down the road. Kids are calling. Ah, it'll be all right. <laughs> they called twice and I know it's a problem. They're just messing with us. Keep driving. And when I got done, you know what she said to me? She goes, Thank you for doing that. Wow. The wife said, Thank you. That was perfect timing about the guys going through there, right? Because some of you all are in emergency status. If you don't work on it, things don't look good. do not look good at all. Matter of fact, T.D. Jakes has a little prayer here that I pulled down. I like what he had here. It's a prayer for restoration of my marriage. And I printed it in the bulletin. That way you have it if you wanted it. You can pray this prayer. It says here, Dear Lord, I come to you this day because I know you are a God of restoration and are able to put back into place everything the enemies tried to destroy. I thank you, Lord, for my marriage and for giving my relationship with my wife a new beginning. Read it in the bulletin. Pray it. Ask God for restoration. God's able. And guess what? Your kids want you and mama together. You know why? It's called security. When I get the wife in the kitchen, we're kissing, and the kids are like, oh, my God, oh, that is, oh, this, oh, oh, did you see that? Oh, disgusting. And they're going, but then they're going like, yeah. Mom and dad love each other. We got ourselves a house. Won't be separating, going, you one weekend on the next weekend, and you're wait, I get crazy, no, no, I get crazy. Right? What, what is that? I mean, it's reality. But you know what they really want? Well, the decision's yours. The decision's yours. Do you want to woo your wife? It's your choice. And she'll know it, too. Because you know what? You got today. You got today. You can take her and whoosh her off her feet. and She's going to love it. Just like Christ Love the church.